Aloha, all you money makers out there. This is Indar Lang, Indar Hawaii, and I'm going to be talking to Johnny today. Johnny is my partner and does a lot of stuff with us. I've been with Johnny for a while, and he's been helping growing our company, and uh, he's just my main dude, man. Me and Johnny have been kicking it now, and we're going to share some little tricks and sneaks and how to do wholesaling. Today's topic is wholesaling, so follow us. Check out more. We're going to jump into wholesaling, guys, so get ready. Just before we get started i'd love it if you guys could subscribe below and that way we can reach more people and just help people make their money work for them in any different way we can thank you guys and let's get started in today's content so today let's talk about wholesaling johnny has been uh working with me partnering with us for now a few years and he has been a blessing in disguise to me um early on i was doing this business all by myself and stressing out big time and i've had a lot of people who who wanted to take information from me you know wanted to come have buy me lunch and get me coffee i still get it today who thinks i can't buy a 20 dollars lunch by the way but johnny um brought me value and i took that time because this was a dude that brought me value instead of um, trying to take from me take my information and learn from me as many people want he brought me value he brought me a huge amount of value it did that value didn't work out but that wasn't the point i the point was i recognized that johnny was not a taker he was a giver a go-giver it's a great book by the way so from then on johnny just came into my life and he's been uh my right hand man my right my main dude and just helped us scale this business and uh, took this business into across the u.s into nationwide into a huge growth of of of, of it all and uh, we've had some good deals, bad deals, fun deals, stressful deals, and still have a bunch of crazy deals up in the air. Um, but that's the name of the game. And uh, we've been plugging through a bunch of wholesaling tricks and and nuances and growth of it all. Um, it's an ever-growing industry. But let's dive on to it. So, um, so let's. How did this all start, Johnny? What? Are, how did we all start? How did we get into wholesaling? What you remember? Do you remember when it was, or do you remember how it all? Yeah, yeah, up? yeah. I definitely remember how it was. Um, I came on to uh, you know to to your team. Uh, we were actually working uh, out of your uh, your your kitchen area in your home, um, and I remember you doing this all by yourself, and uh, you know just having all this stuff going on. Um, and uh, you gave me a stack of paper and you're like, here, call these and here's a script. And I was like, you know, I was like, what am I doing? All right. So, you know, I just started calling them and uh, they were pretty much warm, uh, warm leads. Um, so the difference between cold and warm. Um, but these the warm leads, these people wanted to sell. Right. Um, and the way you had got these leads were uh, through PPC, which is pay per click uh, Google AdWords. Um, but, you know, I just started calling away and uh, you know, one to two days went by and we, I, I ended up finding somebody that was interested in selling their house. Uh, it was in Ohio. It was like this little dinky little thing, but it was pretty beat up. I remember uh, that. We have it on the wall. The picture on the wall is over here. I should get it. Yeah, and and, and uh, I remember calling you like I was like kind of like, you know, super excited, freaking out. I was like, hey, this lady wants to sell her house. What are we doing? What are we doing? Like, you know, she wants this much, but I think we can get her down to this. And, and uh, you know, you're like, okay, we'll stay calm. You know, like this is what you're going to do. And you kind of gave me some advice. And, and so I gave her a call back and she ended up uh, accepting, you know, what we offered her. And, uh, 
and yeah, we ended up buying that house for like 10 grand and uh, 10, grand. 10 grand. That's like a credit card, man. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was 10 grand and it, and, but it took us like four months to get rid of it. It just was like a pain in the butt, like this little dinky deal. But, um, but that's how we got our first pretty much. I remember what we found, like we scored in that house. Like, there was a, we bought the house thinking it was uh, this X amount of score footage, but we right. found because it was so corded with crap and the overgrowth yeah, we yeah. found the whole section of the house that uh, <laughs> that we didn't even know existed exactly yeah in the in the front of the house there was there was bushes growing on the right side and that entrance to that whole section of the house was covered it was covered by those bushes that door was covered so you couldn't see it when you first looked at the house at a glance and in the back of the house there was a uh, entrance as well but that was covered by an entire like hedge of, of bushes and it was super tall like maybe 15 feet so you can even see that part of the house it wasn't until we got a landscaper there um, that knocked it down and we ended up finding that entire section of that house and it was just a complete mess it was two bedrooms and a whole kitchen in there um, and a bathroom it was it was pretty crazy um, but yeah no I definitely remember that <laughs> and we scored uh i think it was like a another thousand square feet right. in, you know, of the house so um we thought it was going to be an easy quick easy wholesale but it did take a little while um because we we wholetailed it uh actually uh, we did buy it so we didn't wholesale we we bought it for 10 grand and put it back on the market and, and listed and sold it and um take a took a little bit but um it was a quick, quick, easy, uh, quick, easy, fun deal, and a great, great way to kind of get started. And uh, we took a bunch of lists that of of people that we just um, that I was already skip tracing and doing um, beforehand. But let's let's talk about uh, the process of the whole wholesaling and what it is. Or first, what is wholesaling in general? And you know, explain to people. Let's see if we can break it down very very simply. You want to you want to go, yeah, sure. go for it? Um, I have a notebook here. The easiest way is uh, to explain wholesaling is it's pretty much flipping paper, right? You take a contract, you 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 get something under contract. And then you just flip that paper over to another investor who wants to buy it at a wholesale price, right? That's the easiest way to explain it. Um, the way you would do that is pretty much finding a property that is undervalued or under market value, right? You're buying it at under market value. And then there's enough meat on the bone to wholesale that to another investor where they're willing to pay maybe 10, 20, 30 grand more for that contract because they're going to make maybe 100 grand. 150 grand off of that property by renovating it, right? Um, what that does is it pretty much litigates the risk as the wholesaler, right? You're not buying that property. You're just assigning that contract over to somebody else who's willing to take the risk and uh, take that property down. So this is so, pretty simplest way. So yeah, the key component in there, it's, it's called assignment guys. So we get, we do really simple contracts. Our contracts are like three pages, super simple, first of all. So we have a contract to that homeowner, very simple. We don't want it to be too complex, too crazy, scare them off. Um, it's something that protects both sides. So we get that contract and we have our name on that contract, our company name. And then what we can do in real estate is we could assign that contract over. We can basically change the name who's gonna buy the property. And right. it's, it's called an assignment contract, basically. So it's another contract saying that we're gonna assign a contract. 
right. and that assignment contract is where we are making we're defining how much profit we're making so on the, the assignment contract is we'll say you know we're making 10 20 30 grand grand on that deal it is up to that new buyer new investor flipper person to close on the deal for us to make money of course and that can be the hardest part of the whole thing sometimes is finding an in buyer um as you guys will learn so right. that's it's the the fun part of the process is is not you're not just done when you lock up a deal you still got to be able to sell that deal to somebody else who sees value in that deal and um you know, you know i was thinking something funny the other day is you can make you make more money wholesaling than even being a realtor in a lot of these states that we're in um we're we're in 15 states we're nationwide we get deals all over and you know say you're a realtor and you sell that ten thousand dollar property um you know you make three percent of right <laughs> 300 bucks you oh. know as a as a wholesaler you can make 10 grand you know on a on property so if you're in a state where your properties are 100 grand probably better off wholesaling deals if you can find deals off the market right. i was thinking how much better it is to be a wholesaler than even being an agent in some of these lower uh, cheaper states right right um, kind of funny but um <laughs> Um, so the, the wholesaling process in general, and then the, the risk of wholesaling is pretty um, uh, low risk overhead. Uh, we can, we're going to get into the overhead in general, but right, just for simplicity's sake, you're costing you next to nothing. You, you get a deal, you put, you put maybe a hundred dollar earnest money deposit into escrow. And if that end buyer you know, doesn't buy and you don't buy, it costs you nothing. You maybe lose your hundred dollar earnest money deposit. That's about it. But if the deal goes south, it costs you nothing. There's no risk in it, in it all. And it can really very low overhead to start doing this business. As you, as we're going to talk about here in a sec, and some of the stuff that we takes to do it, the overhead does grow substantially um, to, to do the business. But um um, well, let's dive into that. What, so what does it take? What kind of softwares do we use? What kind of process do we do? Johnny wants to, you want to dive into how we got a, you know, our CRM and, uh, and our systems sure. in place and, uh, some of all the different software. We, we use a ton of software guys. Yeah. So, uh, wholesaling, it, it can, it can get a little bit more complicated. The more you scale your business in the beginning, it shouldn't be too complicated if you're just, you know, using free resources and all that stuff. Um, but since we're talking about our CRMs and all the systems that we put in place, it's a little more complicated. So we kind of run, you need a system, right. Uh, to do it. Cause in the beginning, when I, when he first, when Endor first gave me those lists, I was writing off of notepad and writing all the information on notepad. And it was just papers after papers. At the end of the month, I had a stack of papers. I remember just so many and they were all highlighted and everything notes on it and all that stuff. Um, but to really scale that business, you need to have it run through a system where everything's kind of, you know, in a cloud. Right. Um, so we ended up using a CRM. Um, all the leads were funneled into that CRM and they were, you know, organized. So it's easily, you know, findable when you're trying to search somebody's name up or certain information, you can just type in search bar and all that stuff. Um, but what that does is it allows you to scale your business to the next level, right? Because at this point, now you have everything in one place, you can easily find stuff. Um, but what's the next step after that? Well, what we did was we, we started to automate that process um, because 
at the end of the day, to be honest, anybody who does any type of sales uh, work, they know that it's all in the follow up. And when you're following up with 100, 200, 300 people, it just gets super out of hand. And it's like really hard to even keep up with that, right? So you develop a system, right? And a CRM what uh, does that for you, right? Um, you create a follow-up system or a sequence and uh, it categorizes a lead in, in the right category that needs to be. Um, whether it's a warm lead, hot lead, cold lead, you know, not a seller or want to sell my house in a year, it, it, it follows up with those leads in a very specific way. So we developed a system to the CRM to be able to follow up with those leads. Um, and then pretty much, you know, as new leads come in, we, we do touches on them, touches meaning like phone calls. Um, and then they'll be categorized as, as, as they come in where they need to be. Um, but you know, eventually it, you, the more leads you get, I mean, of course you're going to get deals out of them, right? If you have a good sales team and, and, uh, you're doing everything. Let's back that up guys. So that's a critical thing people don't realize. And I didn't realize is I thought, oh man, I'll just spend a bunch of money and uh, I'll pay for all these, you know, what did I use? Uh, use some software a long time ago. And I'm just going to send out a bunch of mailers and I was going to get a deal. And I thought that's like how it worked. But as Johnny just said, it's a big funnel. It's a big system of think of it like a funnel where you have all these deals and uh, leads coming in and they slowly trickle down till you finally get one. And that's what this whole marketing in general system is, is where Johnny's talking about. We have these hundreds of leads coming in calls and and people, but doesn't mean we get a deal until later on. And um, right. we, Johnny, we had this killer deal like that where it was a, um, it took us six months before we even locked the guy up, Sydney, yeah. uh, the Sydney deal um, of following up, of talking to him, of being in his face through our different automations and uh, just taking the phone call and calling him and following him up with him. Yeah. And at that time, actually, we didn't even have a really great follow-up system. I was still kind of following up you know, over phone calls and yeah. trying to stay on top of everything else. Um, but that's, I, I saw that too, is the importance of having the system because um, with that system, we can send out ringless voicemails and text messages and, and emails and all that stuff. And it, it just really drastically ups your game from, you know, trying to put on a calendar, like, oh, I got to call that guy that day. And then something happens that day where you're just so overwhelmed and you have all these other meetings and it just slips through the cracks. You know, and that's, I know that happens to a lot of people. So when you have built the system, it actually works for you, right? You're not, you're, you're just duplicating yourself. Um, and and, and uh, it's really working with you, right? So. Yeah. So what kind of things do we do to follow up? You want to describe some of the ringless voicemails, texts? Yeah, sure. So we, uh, so just having the CRM is like, let's say the backbone of, of the stuff, right? Um, it holds all the data and it's, it's pretty much where it, it can integrate to other softwares. So our CRM is just one software of many softwares that we have. Um, we have different softwares that send out text messages, send out emails, 
um, send out the ringless voicemails. Uh, we have different softwares that are getting the leads, um, the different marketing campaigns and different things like that. Um, and they're all working together to just come to this backbone, which is the CRM. And there's many CRMs out of there, but we use Podio, just so you guys know. Um, but there's many different CRMs out there that you can use that all kind of do the same thing. It's just we what had, comes out of We had to build that out, guys. And that didn't, it took, that was a lot of stress. I remember early on trying to get that built up. It was a lot of work. It's not an overnight, like, oh, I just pay for Podio and we're good. It took uh, six months probably of us building this out, finding somebody to build it out. Um, Johnny tweaking it too. We, we actually have two different Podios we have on there. there no more than two we have like four i think yeah they're to call different workspaces it's just audio is the the software or the platform that we use but different workspaces within uh that that crm um but yeah no it did, did definitely did take a lot of tweaking uh there's a lot of coding on the back end and in glowy flow that you have to do to make be able to make sure that uh uh that that works all properly because um there's just a whole bunch of different tech techie stuff like relationships and stuff. I'm not going to really get into it, but uh, there's a lot of back end work. Um, and my recommendation is I would find somebody that is an expert in that and, and just hire that portion out because you're going to spend hours and hours on that trying to figure it out and, and it can get frustrating. So yeah. And not to mention linking all the other, he, Johnny mentioned it, but there's a lot of other software and you have to pay monthly dues for all these. You have a monthly due for Podio, um, our call rail uh, batch. Right. I can't even list them out. We have a huge list of them and these are all monthly due. We pay about six grand a month and just monthly subscriptions of everything because you don't just get to use these softwares for free guys right. um hate to break it to you nothing's free but um um you know i would say the best software to use to start with and we, we should get the affiliated for but we don't have it yet is the uh, um prop stream um prop stream you could do a lot of stuff through prop stream you can skip trace through there obviously you can pull a list um you can search through there no follow-up sequences or anything much of there, but it's probably your number one. I think I was, it is our number one software um, to use. Uh, and then you can pull comps from there. Obviously is the best part of it all. Prop stream and batch are the two big dogs to pulling comps. Um, batch has their own comps and they're both, they're both about equal. You know, one may be better than the other in some States, depending um, the problem I do see talking about problems is they're a lot of times delayed. They're probably a month delayed with comps because um, it's not the real, real MLS. It's close to it, but it's not the real. So there's a delay, I think, in some of the comps in some states as we pull comps nationwide is now. Um, All right. But um, so what is the... What do you think is the best advice for people who want to get out there and start wholesaling? What do you think uh, would be the best, simplest way to, to start wholesaling? Start wholesaling? Um, I know probably so many people say, just get out there and do it, which is probably the number one thing is really true. But aside from that, I think building relationships is, is the biggest thing. It's putting yourself out there. I, I'm an introvert person. I'm not extrovert. 
Um, it, sometimes it may seem like that, but it takes a lot of energy for me to like be an extrovert and be very outgoing. I'm an introvert. Um, so it's hard for me to go out and talk to people. And, and, you know, I'm the person at the party that wants to stay in the back and not really be involved. Um, but you have to learn to be involved, especially in this business and real estate. It's just the name of the game. It's, it's, you have to make connection connections. You have to go out and start talking to realtors. Um, and, and that's the biggest thing is talking to realtors, send them your criteria, have them start sending you deals and just start making offers because you're not tied to anything right? You're not tied to anything until you put your name on that dotted line. And even then you have an inspection period that you can pull out and, and just be like, Oh, exactly. I found this, you know, and exactly. exactly. You can get out of a deal. If God forbid you can't sell it, whatever. That's the coolest thing about wholesaling too. You're not tied to it. Yeah. Um, but that's what I would recommend is, is going out, talking to realtors, start making connections and have them send you leads start sending have them start sending you stuff on the mls whatever it is just start looking at deals you want to get in front of your computer start running numbers start looking at deals um and just it's really taking the action every single day right and that's where people really mess up i think um you know they read all these books they look at all these videos they obtain all this information but if they forget that important step of actually taking physical action with themselves to implement what they're learning you know, they're just learning all this stuff but they're not implementing any of it um and and it's like working out right you go to the gym and and you you, you work out for two months you don't see results but you work out for six and then you start to see some results or whatever you just believe that it's going to work same thing with real estate right it could take you six months to a year to get your first deal but it's those who you know persevere persevere and have faith that it's going to keep working and work at it every single day are the ones that come out you know winning because they kept believing that it's gonna eventually work, so. Yeah, and it's a stumbling block. It's not an overnight success. We, as Johnny was talking earlier, we were just cold calling some uh, lists that we pulled, um, you know, and then we got into cold calling. They're, like, it, it's just a stumbling kind of, the only way to learn is by doing, you know, the only way to, to get better at anything is to try something out. And we've tried a ton of different things and we, I think we I to say it a lot with Johnny is uh let's just throw some money at it and see if it sticks. Um, we we're trying something out in uh, Florida right now. Some other processes we're trying. Um, we tried the radio marketing stuff. That that was horrible. Um, but you know, some wholesaling is is a stumbling block, and uh, in generally finding deals is the hardest part of wholesaling and selling the deal, of course. Um. And that's an ever-changing industry as I've been doing this now for a long time. It actually used to be really, really popular was with postcards. Postcards, like, you'd find deals all the time. And now that's kind of, you still can find deals, but it's not that popular. Then we got into cold calling, which was, you know, still is a great way to find deals. Um, and now text blasting is becoming the new, you know, popular, better way to to get in, to find that buyer, to find a, that person that's going to, buy that deal but backing it all up you guys if you want to start wholesaling and i just thought of this myself was my first deal actually was a wholesale deal i locked up a piece of land off of craigslist it was a one acre lot in two acre lot excuse me in Hilo. i locked it up for twenty five thousand dollars and i sold that same lot for thirty five thousand dollars on craigslist so i locked it up on craigslist called the person sent him a contract put it back on Craigslist, put some nicer pictures and uh, sold it for 35,000. So 
wholesaling can be very simple and um don't let the the guru sometimes scam you with oh i'm doing you know 30 wholesales uh, a month or something they may be making like two, some of those mainland guys they make like two grand on a deal which is great don't get me wrong and it's a lot simpler process but uh, wholesaling it can be lucrative and uh, it depends on how much you're making we just bought actually so uh, johnny's partner uh, nick me and uh, nick we bought a deal from another friend of ours who wholesaled it here in hawaii and we paid him 100 grand for the deal he wholesaled it to us for 100 grand and i'm i'm fine with buying it because it's still a great deal so wholesaling um yeah, it depends on what you make on a deal, not how many you do. Um, to me, it's more important. You know, he the guy wholesale us one deal. He's probably that's his one deal for the whole year. He's a flipper, um, and he made a hundred grand just selling it to us. And we we just wholesaled a, a deal to another local investor here in Hawaii, and um, uh, made a quick ten grand on a deal that um, uh, Johnny locked up over here, and we were gonna pass on it. It was just too too much for us too complicated uh with septic and um numbers were too tight um combination of all of that and said hey it's still a deal for somebody else and we just assigned it for 10 grand um it is a lot more complicated when it's on the mls so much complicated that um these two deals we're talking about we we received the money separately from escrow and that we uh, the other dude we sent out the money privately um, so both sides, people had to really trust us because it wasn't done through escrow. Um, it was it was off the MLS. So you can wholesale deals on the MLS. You can assign, you can change the the name of that contract um, with a Denman on the, on the MLS. It's a, it's a very simple contract. It's like a couple lines and to change a name. Um, it's actually, you have 15 days, 20 days to identify what name you want to put on a contract and you can change that name um over it's just a little hard to do the fees that you you make out of it um we could have did a marketing fee or management fee but um it was a little too complicated with lenders involved and escrow so we did the those assignment fees separate from uh escrow privately basically so that wholesaler had to trust us and um vice versa we had to trust that wholesaler that he was going to pay pay us um so you can wholesale on MLS, guys. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely, yeah. And that's not normal, the normal way I would think to do it. Um, just those two scenarios, you know, we we know who we work with, um, yeah. them in the past. The normal way to really do it, the safest way is to do it through escrow. Um, you know, get an assignment contract or do a double close or, or, or whatnot. Um, but that's the more proper way to really be doing wholesale deals. Um, yeah, you don't want to get screwed over, you know, your first deal and you're like, oh, yeah, you know, this guy told me, you know, you could pay me on the side and and then the dude just <laughs> turns his back on you and, and whatnot. So just do it the right yeah. way the first time. Well, um, it's got to be people you trust and know, of course. It, yeah. So, and honestly, when you do wholesale in general, your end buyer, you, you develop a relationship with once you have to develop a relationship with your end buyer. It's a lot easier to wholesale deals than to sell it to, you know, a, a thousand people or you just have five solid buyers. So your goal is to find a good 
solid buyer in that neighborhood, that area, that market, you know. Right. Um, you want to talk about how we assign and sell it? I mean, we talk, we'll talk about some of the I buyers, of finding yeah. buyers, um, investor lift, some of those stuff. Yeah, so you can get deals all day, but if you don't have a buyer's list, it's extremely hard to become a proficient wholesaler. Um, and to be honest, the best guys in this industry, they're selling to like in our set I buyers or, or hedge funds, if, if to make it in simpler terms. Um, you know, especially if you're doing it nationwide, uh, hedge funds are your, your, your best friends. Um, you just got to figure out what their criteria is and what markets they're buying in. Um, and which hedge funds, you know, are, are operating in that way, because uh, there's a whole bunch of hedge funds. Um, but having a solid buyers list is huge. It's key um, to this whole game. If you just the wholesaling game, right? Not the flipping game, just the wholesaling game in, in itself. Um, and, uh, and, and being able to, you know, know if you lock that up that you have an end buyer already that they're going to take that deal down and they're going to buy it from you and, and you know their criteria already. So um, that's a whole different thing in itself, finding buyers. Um, but uh, once you got that down, then, you know, it, it's a piece of cake from there and being able to just get rid of your properties. Yeah, I mean, that's uh, we we learned that we realized that hard because we've had some deals where we were super excited about and we couldn't sell them off, you know, um, we were in a market where it was super saturated with a ton of other wholesale deals and to yeah they're great deals but if there's a thousand other great deals on there it's, it's harder to sell or if you didn't we didn't have um, buyers lined up and now we've pivoted it to change to having be in front of more people and then we're using investor lift um to be in use their platform they're listed on there you want to be in front of everybody um you can call a bunch of escrow companies to see you can find who who's buying in that area you can look on craigslist and pull a list of people who who post their ads on there and sell to them um or you can get into iBuyers and iBuyers is a is a commonly used loose phrase word used right now and iBuyers are big hedge funds big or small hedge funds that have buying criteria and they buy houses in specific neighborhoods that say it's i don't know in janesville um in a 300,000 or less and three bedroom two baths that's what they're looking for under 300,000 so if you have a specific uh properties to sell to them they will buy you know at at close to market values oh. um they get a, a little more complicated in, with the i buyers but it's a lot easier to do it as well yeah right. Yeah. And, and the biggest thing too, I think, you know, when, when you're wholesaling deals and you don't have a buyer's list, you know, you should be in the, the mind of abundance and not so much scarcity. It's okay to give up some of that assignment fee, somebody else who has been in this market or has been in that, this field for a lot longer than you. So finding another investor who has been wholesaling, you know, longer than you have, and they have a buyer's list or a buyer's you know, uh, market already that they, they've, they've uh, built, it's okay to give up some of that to partner up with them and just get that deal out, right? So once you get over that first hump, it's like, okay, well, I did it once, I could do it again and keep working with them, build connections. And then eventually when you're ready to go do this, you know, by yourself or, or what whatnot, um, you've already established a little bit of foundation and got an idea of how it all works. 
So, yeah. yeah, I mean, for sure. It's just getting over that hump. And, uh, and Johnny was doing at the very beginning, that hump of calling, man, we all don't want to call and we all don't want to do it. But as you just start talking to people, um, we've talked me and Johnny to talk a lot about different sales training, different scripts to use and, uh, talk about just the technique of sales and trying to, you're not trying to sell somebody. You're just trying to convey it properly. I don't want to say you're trying to sell. Um, and ultimately, you know what it comes down to be to me, just being a human, just a human to human interaction with somebody being a genuine human that you're there to help them. And, um, and early on in my, in my career, sometimes I would find deals flips and I didn't even, uh, you know, they weren't good deals. I just still helped the people. And Johnny's, we've been on many phone calls and Johnny's, you just help the people. Karma comes back around, you know, maybe it's not a good wholesale or flip, but they can go sell it on the MLS or um, they can try this or that. Just having that mindset of just to help people um, portrays a lot differently than trying to take a deal from somebody. We're not trying to get a deal. We're generally trying to help people and make it a win-win so that's the real mindset is right. when you're trying to be generally helping people it it protrudes into your conversation uh, of, of that and you know having that mindset that we we can all make it a win-win you know because you know what the problem is often is our thinking is why don't you do it um you know if it was me i would have done it this way but you don't know their real problem like for example, we're, we're just driven off a of price, right? You know, that's what we're thinking. But that seller may be driven off of, I'm going to get foreclosed on in five days. I need cash now. Or I don't want anyone to come into this house. Uh, and I want, you know, I want you to just take it from me. Or, you know, whatever it may be, foreclosures, bankruptcies, family, whatever. They may, you may be the solution, even though you think price, you want it to you price is the best solution. So coming at them with a solution mindset. Um, and then also I would say another big thing is Johnny does this great is just talk to people for hours, sometimes not hours, but I, I think the more you have them longer on the phone, the more they're just going to want to do business with you. You know, you talk to somebody for a while. I'm not saying to do it with everybody, but I mean, what'd you say, Johnny? The yeah, I mean, it's, it just comes down to pretty much a sales job, right? Um, and it's just like being able to listen, right? A lot of people in sales, they have that, that problem of just talking and trying to sell their client. Um, we're, we're here like in our set out of value, right? We're trying to find their pain points and see how we can find a solution to their problems. And just by listening, they'll be able to tell you everything that you want to know, you know, whether they own a mortgage on the house or, or why they're selling or, you know, whatever it is, all their pain points, they, they just uh, let it out because people love talk, talking about themselves. You know, if you ever notice that you go out and talk with people, people love talking about themselves. Um, so that's just the, the easiest way is just to kind of like, you know, close your mouth and just let uh, listen to what they got to say. Um, and then just take all that information and, uh, and find a solution to the problems. Oh. So what are any little last little tricks to share with anybody or, or little things they should be careful of or um, best ways to kind of where would they start with any little last things to highlight to people? 
Sure. Uh, well, when it comes to wholesaling, the risk is really um, low, like a nurse said too. Um, so you don't got to really worry about the risk too much. Um, but some, I guess some tips and tricks uh, is honestly, if, if you're just brand new and just haven't done anything at all, I would just start making connections, go to realtors, start having them send you stuff. Um, you know, all the free stuff that you can do, door knock, you know, find a yellow book or white pages or whatever, and just start calling people up and, uh, and you know, uh, making connections, introducing yourself, letting them know um, that who you're an investor, right? That you, that you own this business, you, you, you buy houses, you know, you, if you want to be a flipper, you fix, fix them up, uh, whatever it is, you start letting people know that that's what you do and you commit to yourself a hundred percent. Um, that that's who you are. That's that's what you do. You're an investor, right? That's your dream. That's what you want to do. Um, just think of it as a, like a little kid, right? What do you want to do when you want to grow up? I want to be a firefighter with that or whatever. This is your dream, right? You go back to that kid mindset. If this is what you want to do. It's all you see. Um, and it's just like, you know, just committing to that when you speak to people, right? People will listen to uh, people who have confidence, but know nothing what they're talking about. But if you know everything you're talking about and you have no confidence in what you're saying, people will not listen to you or believe you. People believe people that have confidence in what they're speaking. So if you have confidence in yourself and you believe in yourself that you can do this or this is what you want to do, and you start presenting yourself as a wholesaler or an investor, right? People are going to take you seriously and that deal is just going to come and it's going to snowball and you're just going to have more than you can handle and start building a team and, and start doing what you love to do, right? What you have a passion for. So go ahead and get out there and start building connections. Um, it's my biggest tip, I think. Nice guys. So the best thing you got out of this, take action. <laughs> right. it's, it's an easy word to say, but very, very hard to do it. Very hard to take massive action. <laughs> I just want to take a quick second. And if you're enjoying our content, please subscribe below. I love it if you guys can leave us a review or a comment or let me know what you guys thought. I love honest feedback and I love hearing what you guys think. So now in this segment, guys, we're going to dive into, we have a couple questions asked through our, all our different platforms and um, on our social medias and so forth. So actually go on there and ask some questions if you guys have questions. But in this segment, we're going to take a chance and answer a question that we've had. It says, uh, Aloha, I've just been watching your Airbnb podcast. Great job and thank you. I'm going to Honolulu soon and how can I deduct this trip for my taxes? So how could I get a tax deduction for, you know, going on a trip? Um, <clears throat> you want to talk about any tricks? Of it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I, I love tax deductions, guys. It's uh, how I run my business. Well, if you're a business owner, you have an LLC, I would recommend immediately changing that into an S-Corp. Um, that way, because there's different board of directors and stuff like that. You can write that off uh, as a business trip, right? You, you just, Honolulu, let's say you fly to Honolulu and you take that as a uh, board of meeting or whatever you want to call it. Your board meeting, yeah. Yeah. And then you just write that off as a as as a tax dedu uh, deduction, right? Because you went there for a business. But uh, yeah. and it is also very important um, to do it either on a Thursday or a Friday, never on a weekend, um, because IRS does see that. So um, it is very important to do that. That's why you go to the big events, you know, in Vegas or wherever they host them. Um, they always have them on a Thursday, Friday, and then through the weekend, 
right? You never see them do it on, uh, on a Saturday or Sunday. It's always like a day or, or two days before. Um, but so that's, your board of director, directors could be just you and your wife, guys. So right. your board of directors could be you and your wife. And you had a dinner and a meeting to talk about your annual company goals and your projection. You do got to, you know, legitly do it. There's some meeting. There's a, a meetings uh, involved. It's easy yeah. to get a script. Um, what oh you know what else you can do is you can come meet me me invest with us. Um, so if you have a uh, if you invest with us on a deal or something like that, you invest with anybody on a deal. Um, uh, you can come to have coffee with me and we can talk about real estate, you know, for, and that could be a write-off. You can write off your, your plane, your, uh, your, your hotel stay, your car, everything just by coming and having a meeting with us, um, talking about the deal you invested in with us with. So you can write off a lot of things, or you can, as Johnny just said, you can go to a lot of conferences and stuff. Of course, you know, um, you can fly to someplace and look at real estate, to right. buy if you're gonna buy real estate and that's your company does real estate as well um but there's so much different ways to write off but johnny just started at the very beginning of the conversation was to get a company to start an llc to get a corp get incorporated and that's how you can write off things is having a company to write it off through so um what do we we use infile now actually didn't tell you johnny we've been using this website called infile and you can go on there i'm not affiliated i need to get affiliated but um uh, that you can use them we actually have another company that's we're just going to start working with now that uh, will do it all for you you literally send them an email and they'll start a whole your company structure for you so stay tuned we're going to talk about i'll post some of that, that kind of stuff uh segment two is where I come in and jump in and talk about their deal highlight of the week. Um, and Johnny doesn't, I haven't spoke to Johnny about this particular deal because uh, he's so involved in wholesaling, but we're buying this huge shopping center in uh, Jensville, Iowa. And, um, and we have to raise a lot of capital for it. It's a huge shopping center and we're buying this shopping center for a huge, huge tax return. So um as everyone in my team can actually be a part of these, these deals as well as me, I, I, I um, bring in investors to get tax returns. Um, so the, we buy this huge shopping center, it cash flows and is great and the investors get a return on their investment. But the main, main goal is we take this shopping center and we're going to give off some tax credits, tax depreciation. So say you make a hundred thousand a year, you need some tax credits. You need to, sh to, uh, offset that hundred thousand, we will give you a hundred thousand in tax credits. So we love for you guys to jump in our on this multifamily deal if you want to save on your taxes. And we'll take care of all of it with uh, we have an IRS guy specializes in it all and setting the company and structure and everything up for us. Uh, and as well as we'll do the taxes at the end of the year and uh, send you out K1s, they're called. Um, but love for you guys to be a part of the Gens vote. Go to Indar hawaii.com and you can click invest now you can see all our leads and deals up on our platform and you can easily invest in all our deals as well on our platform as we always need investors for all our deals so check that out please please 
I just want to say thank you for having Johnny on here. We're very grateful to have, I'm very grateful to just have Johnny in my life, not even just on the podcast, um, because he's been such a great positive influence on me and just a partner, not even a partner, he's just a friend um, that I can bounce ideas off of and just share um, what we're working on, setting goals together, having meetings, what we can, what's working, what we can do better, just talking about life in general. Uh, we talked about some business stuff just earlier. I am talking to Johnny about this stuff, this on a daily process when he's sitting right next to me on this chair half the time um, when he's there. Um, so a lot of these things that Johnny, um, or we we just talk about this stuff just, just, just as life. And uh, it's just great to do life together with a good friend, a good person, and to, you know, share, share that together. And I really hope um, that I can add you value and to make you a lot of money and just better life together, you know, as well as all the other people that sit with us. And I'm uh, very appreciative uh, with everybody in in our crew and our team and um, like a little family, a little who we gang. We have a, we have a gang. We have a syndicate. <laughs> <laughs> well, you want to share any of the thank you or anything? You know, uh, th thanks, Indor, for uh, having me on. On um, it's always great to be able to add value to you know any of the listeners out there and and anybody looking to get into real estate. Um, you know, because I was once there. Uh, we all were. We, you know, we were all just kind of looking for some guidance and and uh, seeing where we can obtain some information and just get started. You know, we're all a lot of us in this game are trying to chase you know a better life for our family, um, you know, financial freedom, and just want to kind of get out of that rat race. Um, so it's always great to be able to share, to, to just share my experiences um, and just help other people in this space because, you know, that's the, that's the type of community that we're in. We're in a, a community of abundance and, and just wanting to help other people. Um, that's what we do. It's, it's just add value wherever we can in this game. And uh, that's what I'm extremely passionate about. Um, and that's why, you know, I, I do what I do because of, of just the tremendous value that we can add to other people's lives pretty much. Is, is, is why I do it. But um, I appreciate you having me on the podcast. I appreciate you, you know, um, you trust in me. And, uh, and it's, been a, it's been a fun ride, uh, definitely. Um, a very interesting one. Um, but, uh, but yeah, thank you. Appreciate it. Thank you, guys. And uh, be sure to like and follow and subscribe to all our channels and to comment, please, because I love answering comments. And then those questions generate more topics for us to talk about and and ask questions, guys, because no one we all started from not knowing nothing. And the best way to learn is to ask questions. So ask questions on our comments. And thank you, guys. Indar Hawaii, go on there and comment. So thank you, guys, and have a great day. Aloha.